0: hello again everybody time once again for the mainland podcast this is episode 358 and i'm your host michael citro i'm the founder and managing editor of the independent website themainland.com we cover Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. And, of course, this show encompasses all of the men's soccer. And we have Scoperp Soccer, and Orlando Pride podcast that uh, takes care of the women's side. But joining me as my co-host from Tallahassee, Florida, David Rowe is with me. Dave, how you doing?
1: I'm really well, Michael. What a, uh, what a weekend, huh?
0: nine point weekend for the club plus a US victory a very lopsided US victory over Trinidad and Tobago to uh, capture the group in the Gold Cup so many many good things happening this
1: weekend yes it was it was indeed it was very enjoyable uh it's it's much I find it's much better to watch soccer and enjoy it when my teams win than when they don't Yes, it's a much more enjoyable experience, I find. Yes, That's
0: just me. It's a it's very subjective viewpoint.
1: Yes, I mean going out on a limb here with that, but
0: still. All right, Dave. the uh, The conversation begins with Orlando City because uh, that is our primary reason for having this podcast and our website. And Orlando City hosted the Chicago Fire first meeting of the year for those two teams. And Chicago came in and not a very good team, only a few wins and only one of those wins in Eastern conference play. They had beaten inter Miami, but had not beaten anyone else in the East. They had beaten some Western teams. And so uh, it was that we welcomed Kai Kamara and company to Exploria stadium on Saturday. And Kai Kamara always likes to score against Orlando city, but on this evening, he did not score against Orlando city. And Orlando City comes away with a 3-1 victory. We'll get into that. But first, let's check on our score predictions. Dave, what did we have?
1: So we were both sort of right. You had a 2-1 win and I had a 1-0 win. We were both correct in the outcome, just not in the final score.
0: Yes, I recall mentioning in the press box that when Shaqiri uh, scored on his penalty, that the game could not possibly end on that score because at the time it was 2-1.
1: Right, exactly. And there's no way that you were going to be completely right. So, No, the universe
0: does not want me to be correct, just like the universe does not want, or at least Don Garber's universe does not
1: want an Orlando City player to win MLS player of the week. Correct. Yeah, that would be, uh, I think it's one of the signs of the apocalypse in Don Garber's mind. We'll get to that. We get to that.
0: But uh, yeah, it, this one was there was a couple of changes in the lineup. Antonio Carlos had had an illness, uh, missed some training and was not in the starting lineup, but he was on the bench. Rodrigo Schlegel steps in and gets the start, of course, uh, with Michael Halliday pulling up in Seattle. Uh, surprisingly, only listed as questionable uh, on the availability report, but he wasn't in the lineup. And Kyle Smith gets the start there and a couple of OCB players uh, getting in the uh Eleven, or I'm sorry, not in the eleven, but in the team sheet, as Fabian Loyola gets in the team sheet, as does Alex Freeman. So good for those guys. Bad for OCB.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) But uh, right from the get go, this looked like Orlando City was really up for the task. They looked like a lively team, the more likely team to score. It was funny because at halftime, uh, Chicago had more possession, and it was it boggled my mind because I couldn't remember. The fire really getting into the final third at any point, so it must have just been one of those deals where they amassed an, a lot of time just kicking it around the back, and and then Orlando would take it away and get you know some some kind of an offensive attack going, but uh, not able to get anything you know too dangerous going for a couple of saves by their goalkeeper. But uh, in this game, I think it could have been a different story like a much more lopsided story. Had we seen a better performance from Duncan Maguire, but surprisingly the rookie was, was unusually quiet in this
1: game. Look, I, it's bound to happen. All mm-hmm. right. I mean, the kid's been on fire. It's, it's, he is a rookie. Let's remember that. Um, it, everybody has an off game. It wasn't that he was even bad. He was just like, you say, he was quiet.
0: Yeah, it was not generating a lot of chances and, and uh, it seemed like that was okay because Orlando was able to still create some things and created a goal in this game when Kyle Smith lofted in a nice cross and found Facundo Torres, who headed it in. And I asked Facu after the game, like, uh, it's not really usually your, usually your thing to head goals. You usually score with your feet. And uh, he got a little chuckle about it. And I uh, said, yeah, he just uh, found, a, found some space And, uh, hope that the cross would find him and the cross
1: found him and he put it on goal, made no mistake. One nil lions. And you'll love to see it, you know, in this case, and we'll talk more later, Kyle Smith giveth and Facundo Torres, uh, taketh advantage to give the lions the, uh, one nil lead. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. It was, it, it further cemented the idea that, or the thought that Orlando was in pretty decent control of the game despite the possession.
0: Yeah, it was uh, one of those games where you were just waiting for the second goal to happen because it just always seemed likely. Um, Lions were very dangerous. They had moved Pereira back to the eight in this game, and I thought this was one of those games where Mauricio got forward a few times, but I think he was very conservative in this game like he should be as when he plays the eight and and dropping deep and helping Wilder Cartagena because of course Cesar Araujo was uh, suspended. We didn't mention that on last week's show because we thought he'd gotten a good behavior uh, card removal, but apparently the fine for embellishment uh, reset his five games and he he did indeed get his uh, yellow card accumulation, so uh, he was not in the game, but Wilder Cartagena once again very good in the in the central midfield, very good at, at breaking down opposition attacks when they came into the middle. He didn't get pulled outside. so you know anything that Chicago tried to do dangerously usually came from the
1: wings right. and that was you know one of my obviously I'd I'd mentioned Cesar as well, not knowing but uh you know Cartagena against uh the attack was was my key matchup and and he did well in that. And then as you mentioned Mauricio, not going forward as much, which was, that was always kind of the concern earlier in the year when he would, he would ostensibly be playing that eight. He would still, he'd still creep up and creep up and creep up. And then, you know, we, you know, he's not fast enough to recover. So him playing that position more the way it's supposed to be, that worked out well and, and the Lions were able to, you know, hold that midfield.
0: Can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) He's got the, he's got a taste for getting forward and so he does that and and that kind of was what was problematic about it even last year was when he would play the eight it just uh it opened up the defense for counterattacks and you know like you said he's he's not the quickest guy to get back and recover but
1: uh
0: you know you got Ivan Angulo playing well and tracking back you know that
1: can make a big difference too oh absolutely i mean the speed on that guy love it
0: yeah he's got some pace um, so yeah, it, it was, it was one, nothing in the 38th minute and, uh, down the stretch really not a lot uh, going on. And, uh, it was one nil at the half second half comes out. Um, I, I, should mention there were, there were two shouts for a penalty in the first half. Um, Mauricio Pereira went down really super easy and I, yeah. I said, yeah, that's not a penalty, but like seconds after that happened. Uh, Torres took a kick right across both legs and went down in the box. And not only was no penalty given, um, even after review, nothing was given.
1: Yeah. Super weird. The only thing I can figure, uh, well, there's, there's a couple, um, because they had it in their brain that, uh, Mauricio went down easy. That means that Torres also went down easy. Makes no sense, but you know, maybe that's it. And or Don Garber calling in and going, no foul. Don't
0: give them a penalty. No, <laughs> he put his exactly. up to the side of his mouth and stroked yeah. his white cat, hairless white
1: cat. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it, it was ridiculous. It, the referee apparently told Facundo Torres during the game, Uh, you, you were looking for that, you went down, you were already going down. I don't agree with it, I, I don't no. think he was going down until he got kicked. Uh, but you know, that's that's the break. So they didn't get a penalty. And uh, and in the second half they did get a penalty, and this was, uh, you know, really much a a, a no brainer. It was, um, you know, Roman Janssen off a corner kick, ball skips to him, he tries to chip it in deeper in the box, so he flicks it toward goal. It comes up, and Fabian Herbert gets his elbow out away from the body, gets the handball call, and that that penalty stands. And Torres steps up, takes it, makes it 55th minute two nothing. Torres has a brace
1: brace for El Cuervo. Gotta love it. Um, you know, he's for those who, uh, subscribe, uh, or who are, uh, members of the mainland through our buy me a coffee. Um, you would have gotten a newsletter today where I, I spoke about Torres, you know, last year compared to this year. And, and, you know, we mentioned that brace and what it might portend, for the remainder of the season, but, but more so just even in this match, having him get a brace and he's come on like he did last year. And it's, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. One of them was penalty, but let's be fair. He was owed that penalty from the first half.
0: Yeah. And let's, I mean, it's, it's worth mentioning. The guy is on fire. He's five goals and an assist in his last four MLS games. And a goal with Uruguay in between when he wasn't with the team. So, and again, that was a penalty. But hey, you've still got to score those. And in this one, he didn't go to the right like he normally does. He went more or less down the middle, just a little mm-hmm. slightly to the left. But the bottom line is he made the goalkeeper move and uh, he scored his penalty and two nil. And at that point, you're feeling pretty good. You got uh, 55 minutes in, two goal lead. Chicago hasn't done crap in this game so far, and uh, yeah, it's looking. Things are looking pretty
1: nice things are looking very nice uh enjoying it at that point um you know you're at home and and the the team you're playing is is not good they're not great in the standings they haven't played well you know they've been looking for answers and haven't found them so you know other than Gutierrez who was pretty quiet
0: yeah and Brian Gutierrez uh, showed his quality in this game he he was the most dangerous looking player in the game. He had a uh, got onto a ball over the top from Shakiri, put it on net in the first half, and Galesa was able to make that save. Um, one of the few times he was, you know, made to do any work in the game. So, um, I was a little, I was more impressed with Brian Gutierrez after this game than I had been.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously we were watching him after, you know, last week in our guests. Um, so I wasn't, entirely surprised, but you know, the defense and, and, uh, Pedro did their job. Yeah. Torres had some
0: chances for his hat trick in this game, but before, uh, too much longer, 11 minutes after it was two nil, uh, it was two one as we saw that, uh, our good friend, Kyle Smith, the accountant, El Soldado, uh, he got beaten badly. And and by Gutierrez, and he tried to chase him down from behind. Gutierrez, smart, put on the brakes. Kyle bundled him over clumsily, and it was a, an obvious penalty. And Shakiri connects, and it's 2-1 in the 66th minute. At this point, you're going, this team has no business being in this game, and now it's 2-1. Is the same thing, Dave, going to happen that has been happening against New York City, against Atlanta, against Philly? Is the same thing going to happen?
1: Well, that's certainly the concern that's going Mm -hmm. on in your head. And remember earlier that I said that, you know, Kyle Smith giveth. And then I quickly turned to uh, Torres taking. Well, this is the actual taketh. This is Kyle Smith taketh away Mm -hmm. uh, by bundling that foul and providing the penalty for Chicago.
0: A great opportunity uh, after Ramiro Enrique came on for him to set Torres up for the hat trick and for whatever reason he took the ball wide it was it was a 2v1 and enrique just didn't recognize that it was a 2v1 and he went sort of to the left and by that time the defense was able to recover uh that was a bummer because i really wanted to see that third goal
1: yeah i i mean a hat trick for torres would have been good it might have made a difference in some other things too
0: yeah yeah for sure and it was um it was just unfortunate. Uh, we haven't seen a hat trick from an Orlando City player since 2015. It would be nice to see another one. And we had uh, plenty of time there and a couple of chances. Uh, Torres fizzed one over the bar uh, on a shot that always was rising, and um, and then there was that opportunity. But uh, you know, it was two one, and you're sitting there with these thoughts of these recent games in your mind. But when Enrique uh, got came into the game, he brought a good energy, and he started. I mean, he was offside a few times, but he was really testing that back line on you know in transition making chicago uncomfortable and nervous and uh, a ball down to the corner uh, enrique was a mile offside but as he ran down toward the corner he knew he was offside and he he immediately started waving ivan angulo toward the ball so it was like you know i'm not going to play this i'm going to leave it because as soon as i go near it it's going to the flag's going to come up so come get the ball ivan and ivan Great. goes and gets the ball and uh, back passes it to Enrique. Enrique cuts a little bit to his right and makes a really nice curving shot that just on the ground that just went inside the far post. It makes it 3-1 in the 75th minute, just nine minutes after the Shakiri penalty. And now you're feeling like,
1: okay, yeah, we got this. Now we got this. And another goal for the... Uh, uh- young Enrique uh, and also just a smart play to, you know, know, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm off I, you know, I can't do anything, but you know, to look around, find Angulo, wave him onto the ball and then get back in, you know, into position to be able to help. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really, it was, it was a very smart uh, play on his part that he'd, you know, finished well.
0: I also think Chicago messed up on that play because I think if the defender chases Enrique into the corner, that flag is going to come up. But what he did was he broke off his chase and went into the box to get between himself and the ball. So he was playing as if, you know, I'm not going to try to go chase this down. I'm going to get myself in defensive position and and occupy a good defensive position. So he was still playing. If he had either given up on the play or chased it down, I think either way that play might get blown dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Distinct possibility. So, uh, you know, Look, a little luck is almost always involved in uh, in a win, so mm-hmm. there you have it.
0: Well, we've talked about how weird it is when Chicago comes to Orlando. Strange things happen all the time, yep. and strange things happen in this game. You had, a, you had a, a, a video review that seemed like an obvious penalty that didn't get given, and you had two penalties that were given, and you had that offside that wasn't called or, or because... Like I said, I think if the defender does one or the other thing, he might get that call, but the way he played it, it allowed Enrique to have time to say, wait a minute, I'm way offside. What am I doing? I'm not going to touch this ball. Come here, come get this ball, Yvonne. And, um, and it, it paid off for Orlando, former Orlando city assistant coach, CJ Brown got uh, booked because of it, because he was a little upset about the, the no call uh, on the, the offside. But again, you know, there it's, it's a gray area. If As long as he's not playing the ball and he never really got within about 10 yards of it, he just kind of followed it and then went, Oh wait, I can't play this. And so I think it was a heads up play on everybody's part, except the Chicago defender who probably could have gotten that call made. um, had he had he done one thing or the other instead of what he did, but you know, you don't know if you're getting the call, you kind of
1: have to play it the way you're supposed to play it. Yeah. That- Look, those things sometimes, most of the time, they don't go our way. This mm-hmm. time, went our way. Yeah.
0: Anyway, the uh, the oddness of a Chicago Fire visit to Orlando uh, came into play in the 84th minute as Arnaud Soquet got sent off with his second yellow card, and it was down to 10 men, down two goals. With just six minutes to play, you felt pretty good. You felt like almost like Orlando should even score another goal, and they had some chances. Uh, really nice substitution appearance for a uh, couple of guys playing out on the wings. And that was Luca Petrasso and Dagger Dan Thoralson. And Thoralson made a really nice cross to Petrasso, who tried to volley it in, but he got a little bit under it, sent it over the net. That would have been a goloso. So that would have been a great way to cap the evening.
1: Oh, that would have been perfect. I mean, you know, both your subs coming on and combining like that. Ah, oh, well.
0: Uh, And then uh, just a nice little uh, victory cigar. Fabian Loyola makes his MLS debut, gets to come in on the 93rd minute of, I think there were like nine minutes of stoppage time. And uh, yeah. so he got to play about five or six minutes and, um, and he made the most of his opportunity. He got out there and he played and played hard, got some good touches. And, um, I think he might even have made a key pass in this game. He he did a pretty good job. So it was nice to see young Fabian Loyola get rewarded for his hard work. And,
1: um, you know, it's, it's great to watch the veterans when those kids come on. Yeah. Well, first off, congratulations to the young man, uh, you know, special occasion. And, and like you say, I mean, he, he, he didn't just go out and, and go, okay, well, the match is almost over. I mean, he went out and gave it his all and that's, that's all you can really ask. And then, um, You know, yeah, of course, the the senior guys love it when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah.
0: So all good stuff. Orlando goes on and finishes it out. 3-1 is the final. Angulo uh, got an assist on Enrique's goal, as did Rafael Rafael Santos, who was the one that kicked it down into the corner to begin with. Um, And uh, there were um, two assists on the first goal as well, Kyle Smith and then Martino Heda who gave Kyle the ball. I didn't think Ojeda had a real strong game in this one, but he was active and I I didn't have a problem with his performance, but he didn't stand out like he has in some of the other previous games.
1: Well, again, um, you're not going to stand out every game. I mean, the exceptions are going to be, you know, I mean, even Torres doesn't stand out every game. Um, Pedro doesn't stand out every game, uh, so it's it's not. I'm not gonna say it's not surprising, but um, it can certainly be forgiven. Like you said, it yeah. wasn't bad; just yeah, I'm didn't not stand trying out. To
0: knock him. I'm just saying this yeah. wasn't this wasn't like a, a a star performance from him. But right. uh, a lot of guys were very very good in this game. So, um, you know, we had a great performance when called upon, not that it was called upon often, but Galese made some big saves in this game off some corner kicks. So Chicago only had a few corner kicks, but they were very dangerous on those, including a shot by Kai Kamara that I don't know how Pedro kept it out. And then the toe poke to try you know, on the rebound. I'm not sure which player it was, but Cartagena saved it off the line. Uh, and then he had another one late in the game, Galese, that was saved off of a, a corner kick as well. So, you know, before the team goes to Chicago, maybe they got to work on those set pieces.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Um, at least Kai Kamara didn't score a goal. I was really happy about that. I was very, very fond of that not happening.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, 3-1 Dave, man of the match time. Of course, we we talked about Galese a little bit. Torres had two goals. Cartagena played really, really well without Araujo there with him. Um, what do you got? What do you got for man of the match?
1: Um, you know, I, I gave it to Cartagena last match, so I'm going to give it to Torres this match, two goals, uh, gets the brace. I mean, and, uh, that's, that's, that's winning the match. So, um, uh, yeah, for me, uh, El Cuervo gets the, gets the man of the match well-deserved and should have gotten more from others.
0: Yeah, it's no brainer for me. Torres is man of the match. He also was named to MLS team of the match day, or is it match of the team day? It's day of the match team. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, all all good stuff. Um, other than other than Kyle, what are you doing, Kyle? <laughs> what are you even doing there? Uh, like he came out way too aggressively, got beaten easily and then just ran the guy over from behind. Um, that was tough. I asked him after the game, I was like, so, uh, you were probably the happiest guy out
1: there when Enrique scored that third goal, Where He's like, yeah, I was very happy. You're right. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go get, uh, I, I know you had your car in the shop the other day for an oil change and whatnot. I think maybe Kyle needs to go and get his brakes checked. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, it was he, I mean, otherwise he had, a, I think a, a pretty strong game
1: and um, yeah, I mean, he had that cross on that first goal. So yeah,
0: that was really nice. All right. Next up for the lions will be uh, at home tonight. As this drops on Tuesday, the 4th of July, Toronto FC coming to town. Another team uh, in the Eastern conference that Orlando hasn't seen yet this year. They are under new management. Dave, Bob Bradley was fired. Uh, they, they, Did not get the new coach bump right away as they lost their first game uh, under their interim manager. And uh, that was at home one nil to rail Salt Lake, which is the team that Orlando has to go and play this weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's short rest uh, against Toronto. And then, you know, not much longer rest uh, to travel all the way out to uh, Salt Lake city. So there you have it.
0: And play at altitude
1: and play at altitude. So,
0: um, yeah, I was thinking uh, this was a good chance for Torres to get player of the week. He did not. It was Randall Leal from Nashville, uh, who also had two goals uh, on two shots. That's all you could muster was two stinking shots and you get player of the week. Come on. Our guy had more well, than that.
1: Yeah, but, you know, thumb on the scale and all that, Don <clears throat> <Tom> Garber.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, it is what it is, so. Um, yeah, you know, he'll settle for team of the match day. Good and, uh, old day of the match team. Yeah, that thing, whatever monstrosity they're calling that this year. <laughs> Just call it team of the week. Come on. Right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we've got uh, our key matchups and score predictions for Toronto FC. That's coming up in a little bit. We got the drunkest OCB game of all time to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was Sunday night at FC Cincinnati two, And we've got our mailbag box, Dave. So we're going to get to all of those things right after this. And we're back, Dave. And, uh, what do you say we take a look in the mailbag box? Oh, I love the mailbag box. That's good because there's, uh, there's mail in the mailbag box usually. And I believe there is tonight. And uh, what we do is we answer whatever you ask us. That's an ask us anything type thing. And uh, you can ask us anything. It could be soccer related, not soccer related, Orlando City related. Obviously, it could be about TV shows, beer, music, anything. That's literally what ask us anything means. A couple of ways you can do it. You can hit us up on Twitter at the mainland using the hashtag #AskTMLPC. We get a lot of notifications. So using that. Hashtag is important to help us find your question. Uh, also, you can email us at themainlandatgmail.com or you can go to themainland.com and hit up the Mainland Podcast page and fill out the form there to ask us anything. We will answer your question. Dave, let's go to the mailbag box. We'll start in the Gmail in the right. Gmail side of the mailbag box. Our mailbag box is quite complex. It's a complex system and uh, it's got many sides to it. So let's uh, start in the Gmail folder of the mailbag box, the <laughs> subsection for Andrew DeSalvo. All right. And, uh, Andrew asks, uh, he says it's been pretty cool to see some OCB players get minutes recently during Orlando city matches of all the OCB players. Who do you think is most likely to earn a future starting role with Orlando city?
1: Uh, Janino.
0: Future starting role, you're going with Janinho. That's not bad. He had a really nice game for OCB on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy we just saw. I'm going to go with Fabian Loyola. And it might be a, a two, three years before that happens. But this kid has a really high ceiling and um, you know great instincts for the game. I think he's a possible
1: future starter. Yeah. I like I don't disagree with you. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I, there, this is not Highlander. There doesn't only
0: have to be one. Correct. Right. There can be more than one. Yes. Um uh, But yeah, I, I think that that's uh, that's a good shout, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see these these OCB kids. Uh, they're looking decent. They're looking pretty decent this year. Um, that's a nice, uh,
1: better than in the past. Yeah,
0: in the past. Uh OCB has been a chore to watch. Now it's just crazy. You never know what's gonna
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> a little bit. And we're absolutely not kidding about crazy. Yeah.
0: Andrew says, uh, thanks as always for all you do covering Orlando City. Well, thank you, Andrew, and appreciate your question. Uh, that's all I got in the Gmail part of the mailbag box. Dave, what do we have in the Twitter side?
1: Well, we've got one over there as well. And that comes to us uh from Kara Strickland who says, Do you think it's financially feasible to get Nani and Junior Urso back or just wish wishful thinking? Like if Miami can break rules and still get messy, it's only fair, right? Well,
0: um, yeah, Miami gets special treatment and Orlando gets special treatment in a much different
1: way. Yeah, it's a bad way. So there's there's the you know there's the good part of the force and the bad part of the force and we get the bad part of the force.
0: Yeah. So we, I I mean, I think it's wishful thinking. I don't, I don't believe that Orlando city is interested in bringing those players back. The idea was to go get a younger Nani and that's what Facundo Torres is blossoming into. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, will he ever reach that sort of height at the height of Nani's, you know, um, prime? I don't know, but, uh, he certainly has shown that he's got the talent to do it.
1: Yeah, and you know he's he's putting in the results. Um, you know, on the on the score sheet, uh, his goal contributions are are really good as far as Orlando City is concerned. So that's that's what you're looking for from him. And Junior, or so I, well, you know, Junior leaving had nothing to do with money or anything like that. It was it was about family and. Um, as we've all learned from the fast and furious movies, there's nothing more important than family. (laughs) And so, you know, yeah, I, I don't think that junior wasn't supposed to leave. So he was supposed to have been here. Um, it didn't work out that way. So once again, I don't think that was a money thing. And then Nani, you know, Nani was, he was getting a little bit older when he was here before, and he's even older now. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that's, that's what they want to do. And, and. Like, as much as we love Nani, he's no messy. Um, so there's there's that. And then Michael is is m- most correct about the uh the rules apply to us, they do not apply to other places.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not um Nani's had some injury issues even since leaving Orlando City. I mean, he was he was good to miss 10 to 12 games a year when he was here, and you know, he tore his ACLs coming off an ACL tear at his age. That's tough. Um, Yeah, we miss what he brought to the team, but that's the ideas that these guys that have replaced him are supposed to do that and also be fast and young. And so right, uh, that's that's the hope. As far as is concerned, again, he's getting a little bit, the Bears get a little bit long in the tooth. But if you can guarantee me right now that the central midfield for the next five years will be Araujo and Cartagena, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I'll take that.
1: Yes, please. Uh- done done those guys Eat are that.
0: killing it they're crushing it yeah. love it it's great um yeah might be the best, best we midfield that that Orlando has had has fielded and I know I know people that still talk about Darwin Sarah and, and Christian Higita as the best pairing I'm like <sighs> that might no. not be even in the top four
1: <laughs> yeah definitely not I mean don't get me wrong Higita was good for Several professional fouls and definitely uh multiple cards, you know, across weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was he was he was a good destroyer, but I think that uh both Cesar and Water do it better than Higgy did us. Yeah, yeah. And Higgy would
0: he would kick in a Golasso every now and again, but um but he would also do a dumb thing like foul somebody in the back corner of the box when their backs to goal. And give up a penalty, uh, get sent off for no good reason. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I love what Cartagena has brought as as far as as how he complements what Cesar does. I think those two just really work well together. the The only thing you would like is for them to have a little bit
1: more scoring prowess. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, obviously we've known about Adoraho, uh, you know, from last year, but Cartagena has come on. Uh, and I, I, think I can speak for Michael when I say that he is definitely one of the pleasant surprises uh, of the season that we were not we were not expecting this type of performance, and now that we're getting it, whoo! Keep it coming.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I mean, I think Junior was playing because Junior could score. Junior had those instincts, but I think it also left Orlando exposed. And then the same thing with with Pereira when Pereira was playing the eight, and I think what Cartagena has brought is some real solid li- solidness and stability. You just don't see teams able to really attack Orlando up the middle very often. No, not at all. So, uh, and that's what Oscar likes. Oscar likes to make you go low percentage, try to try to send balls in and beat Antonio Carlos and Robin Johnson.
1: Exactly. I do also want to, uh, mention, cause it just so happens to show up here that, uh, Kara did vote for Torres for a uh, player of the match day. Mm-hmm. So she did her part. Yeah. So she is not to blame for this.
0: Nor am I. And nor uh, I, and I, I think I voted on about five Twitter accounts. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I think I'm one of the few people that didn't get locked out of Twitter this weekend.
1: Yeah. That whole thing's so weird. I mean, if you're going to spend have $44 billion a, to ruin something, why are you going to pick Twitter? Wait, on a platform <laughs> that makes money, supposedly, off of engagement. You're yeah. going to limit engagement.
0: Yeah, well, I mean,
1: why not? Genius. I don't think I would let that guy send me up to space. <laughs> I don't think I'd let that guy send me a pizza.
0: Yeah. Point taken.
1: All right. Uh, is that everything from the mailbag box? That's everything from the mailbag box Though we really appreciate the questions.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, everybody, for uh, asking us anything. We would love to have your questions for our next show. So get your questions in. Email us at themainland@gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at themainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC or go to themainland.com and use the form on the mainland podcast page of our website. Any of those will do. We'd love to hear from you. We would also love it if you would rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And if that happens to be Apple podcasts and it's a five-star rating with a review, we'll read that review on our show. We love doing that. So go ahead and get that done. Yeah. We're not doing it this week because no one did, but I understand you're, you're buying hot dogs and hamburgers and buns and you're trying to do the math to see how many hot packages of hot dogs and how many packages of hot dog buns do I need so that they are equal. I know that there's a lot going on in your mind. So if it, slipped your mind to leave us a rating and review I understand this week
1: well I don't understand this week I understand this podcast but we have another one this week so they got time
0: that's true there's another one coming up so you can get it in for the next show
1: all right Dave let's talk about OCB yes because like you said like we mentioned drunkest OCB game in history and we're not just talking about all of us drinking while we're watching it because we're so amazed
0: this was an insane game from the get-go well first of all massive weather delay <laughs> it was mm-hmm. it was supposed to start at seven i think it kicked off at like eight 40? forty-five or something like yeah, that Yeah, something like that yeah it was a little bit nuts and uh so all all of a sudden we're not happy about well sean wasn't happy about that because he's covering the game but we're all like cool, we only have to watch one soccer game at a time now. Right, we yeah, we can watch them.
1: the U.S. Yeah,
0: we watched the U.S. first. And uh, and that was uh, that was good. That was good for us, but it wasn't good for... It didn't turn out to be good for me because I was up very late uh, after editing his story and stuff. But um, yeah, so Orlando City B, right off the bat, is just bossing the game and, and controlling the game. And Cincinnati gets like one chance out of every blue moon And scores a goal. So Cincinnati scored the first goal, and that was a little bit annoying because it was against the run of play. And just about everything Cincinnati did was off an OCB turnover in the middle of the field. I don't know what's going on with the Young Lions, but guys, stop trying to dribble through three or four guys in the middle of the pitch because you might make the first one miss. You might get by the second one, maybe even the third sometimes. But at least by the fourth guy, somebody's poking that ball away and they're going in transition. Pass the
1: ball is what we're saying.
0: Yeah. Let the ball do the work for you.
1: Yeah. The ball travel a lot faster without you. If you can get it to one of your teammates, Uh, it's very impressive
0: that you can beat that many defenders, but there's a reason why you shouldn't. (laughs) And, uh, anyway, um. That, that uh, came back to haunt Orlando City B a few times. But the first goal was just a set piece that should have never happened. It was a set piece that was given up again. The ball was given up in the midfield. Cincinnati was breaking. And honestly, uh, Nabi Kibunguchi really fortunate to only get a yellow card for the foul that he committed on, uh, on the break. He went in really hard, uh, gave up a free kick, and they made the free kick pay off. Uh, with a headed goal, and it was 1-0 in the 30th minute, even though Cincinnati had done nothing in this game.
1: Yeah, it, like you said, it was frustrating because uh, OCB had dominated the the match as far as uh, you know possession and every other little thing. And just to then have them go down by a goal, especially with the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks, it was like, oh, no, God, no, here we go again. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and they've been really struggling to score goals on the road um yeah recent weeks but uh did not score didn't have trouble scoring in this game uh probably should have had more than the five they ended up getting Juninho yeah. was a beast in this game he made yeah, it was a fantastic move and sent a laser in just nine minutes after the first goal and it was one one and you kind of felt like okay ocb's got their footing now they're gonna go on and and win the game easily but um that was not the case. They were able to get to
1: halftime at one one. Yeah, one one and a half. And, you know, like you said, that that Janina goal was. Whew. But you felt a little better because you're like, okay, they've they've equalized, they have the better of the match. Um, you know, go in half, make the adjustments, come back out, continue to boss them, pick up a second goal and go home happy.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the broadcast itself now, because yeah, these MLS next pro games, they they're not great. Um, no, not great productions. Not. Uh, I mean, from start to finish, they're not great in this game. I was like really struggling at the beginning. I'm like, this is, it's so dark. I can't hardly see the ball. And then they're adjusting the picture in game. And you can hear the technician go, how's that for you? Is that better?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: It was really unbelievable. And the announcer guy, I, I mean, I get that these guys are like watching in a booth somewhere, but there's, I've never seen somebody calling a game have so much confusion of what's going on. Oh, it's a goal kick. Oh no, it's a corner kick. Oh no, it's an offside. Just watch the center referee.
1: Whatever he signals is is what it is. Right. Yeah. It, sh- it shouldn't be that hard. Um, it's certainly not, I I know it's not that hard because as we're watching, we know what's going on.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to see the flag comes up. Oh, what does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I think it's either an offside or a foul. And since nobody made any contact, it's probably offside. Uh, but yeah, it, it was annoying. And the guy was just. He was flapping his gums sometimes to flap gums. And and I know it's a difficult job, especially when you're by yourself, and you know, a color analyst, but man, some of the things that this guy was saying were just, it was hilarious. And if somebody got a yellow card, like Kim and Gucci got a yellow card and they said Moises Tablante on the, the little graphic said Moises Tablante picked up a yellow card. Problem there is Moises did not dress for this game. <laughs> right. He would be interested to know that he got a yellow card, not even being there. Um, and then I believe Janino's goal was then credited to and Gucci, yeah. On it, the uh, it absolutely on the was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? This is what happens when you let the interns run the show.
1: Right. <laughs> this is uh, hey, you do you know how to do graphics? Uh, me, I'm just kind of uh, walking down the hallway. I know, get in here.
0: That that might be an insult to interns that I just made. I'm sorry, interns everywhere. That was it, it was it was not great. It was really just not great. Um, and well, then the halftime. The craziest, yeah, I was gonna say the craziest didn't stop. The halftime, Dave, and I'm I know what you're getting at. MLS next pro games have this halftime show, and these these two women, very lovely women that do this halftime show, can you buy them a damn ring light? They are the yeah. poorest lit people I've ever seen, and I mean, I do videos for YouTube in my den with no money that look much better than these things, <laughs> much better produced than these things. Uh, I just feel bad for them. It's like it's like they're not they're not, they're improperly lit. They they're not they don't have like there's like their faces all shiny. Sometimes it's like well, what is going on? It's like. Uh, this is this is not a hard thing to fix production wise and it's not expensive so i don't i don't get it but anyway it's it's an unwatchable halftime show is what i'm saying and then uh so the teams report back to the field but the officials don't report back to the field and i don't think we ever got an explanation but they were 10 minutes late getting back on the field
1: we never got an explanation uh the the game. So the the coverage is watching and you're just sitting there and you're watching the two teams kind of just mill about. Nobody knows what's going on. The poor guy that's commenting on the game has no idea what's going on. We don't nobody has any idea. It's like
0: and he's saying things just to say things because he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, oh, okay. Now the teams are leaving the field. Maybe we're going to have another weather delay. No Cincinnati just went
1: to the sideline. OCB never left the field. Yeah, Right. It's like good try man but <laughs> I mean I know you got to be talking but surely you can text at the same time and be like what the heck is going on can somebody get me an answer
0: yeah it was it was something uh finally the officials show up and uh, we do have a second half and then Orlando City B just starts giving the ball away in the middle of the pitch it was uh, I think uh, Perez and Solis giving the ball away and Ryder Mills scored a, a brace out of it and in the 46th and 54th minute, and even though Cincinnati's getting completely owned in this game, they have a
1: two-goal lead in the second half. A two-goal lead, and I'm I'm Ted Lasso on the sideline on each of those going, fudge. <laughs> and uh, it was not good,
0: but after the second goal by Ryder Mills, uh, Orlando gets a break. OCB gets a massive break, a ball into the box for Jack Lynn, is a little behind him. His touch is poor and the ball bounces backward off his foot, hits a defender, and goes in for an own goal. So immediately they're right back to within a goal and
1: it's 3-2 in the 55th minute. And at that point, they said, well, if we can get that kind of goal, surely we can get (laughs) ones where we actively try to score.
0: So again, Orlando is, again, all over them, trying and trying and trying. They're missing just wide, just the uh, Juninho puts one just inches wide on another great run through the defense. And then finally in the 70th minute, Juninho does connect on one and makes it three, uh, three again, just another blast. I mean, he came into the game with one goal. He scored two in
1: this game and they were both
0: fantastic goals.
1: They, yeah, they were. Um, and, it was like you say, I mean, there were chances upon chances upon chances. I mean, it, it they didn't seem to leave the opponent's half uh, for most of the second half of the match. I mean, it was, it should have and was inevitable that they were going to score the goals because it, they were just peppering them again and again. Yeah.
0: And then uh, once it was 3-3, you felt like now Cincinnati is going to be really back on their heels. And they were because two minutes after it was tied, Jack Lynn put the team ahead, and, and I think Jack had a really tough game up to the point where he scored his first goal. But he uh, he did a nice job on that one. He had, uh, um, I mean he just barely barely got it in, but it was he had missed some real sitters in this game, uh, mm-hmm. or at least one that was basically an empty net. But this one he just kind of cleaned up the garbage. It was a, a good play by Orlando City B to get in the box. Goalkeeper couldn't handle it. Jack Lynn put it in. It is four three in the 72nd and then three minutes later, Jacqueline gets his brace and it's a two goal lead in the 75th minute. And now you're feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah. Uh, four unanswered goals in the second half. That's, that's definitely a recipe for, for getting a victory on the road. Yeah.
0: um, Orlando city B made a line change in the 86th minute <laughs> it's like Yeah, a hockey, it's a line, hockey
1: change. line change <laughs> yeah. Four four
0: changes all at once, uh, including Wilder, uh, I'm sorry, Wilfredo Rivera and Wilfredo Rivera was only on the pitch three minutes before he got sent off straight red. He, uh, I mean, he, it was not an intent to hurt the player, but he came in to try to kick the ball out of bounds with authority, wasting time, you know, and he whiffed on the ball and got all of the Cincinnati player. And I know a lot of people think that's not a, a red card. I know the announcer was like that's not a red card, but I mean if you just haul off and kick someone across the legs like that, you can't really be surprised if you're sent off.
1: No, no, you can't. I mean, unfortunate, but yeah, it's <laughs> if, if if you doubt it, go back and watch it. It was
0: <laughs> and listen to it. You can hear the sound of when his foot makes contact. Right. I mean, he got, he got shin guards so hard. It just made a really loud popping sound. And, and, you know, the announcer was going on and on about it. if it was, if it didn't make that sound, he might not have got sent off. Like, yeah, maybe not. But I mean, I, I think you can't miss that badly in that close quarters. And, and, you know, he might've got spikes at the end, you know, cause you, when you follow through your, your foot, bottom of your foot naturally comes up. Um, I didn't really sweat the red card call, especially since they were up two goals late.
1: Yeah, no. And especially the way they, they had been dominating. I mean, Cincinnati was having trouble getting anything going.
0: Yeah. Crazy eight goal game. I believe that Cincinnati had four shot attempts and three of them went in the net.
1: Which, yeah, that tells you, that tells you how fortunate that they were to actually be in the match. Yeah,
0: it was, uh, yeah, it was four shots three of them on target. So everything that they put on target went in the net. And and it seemed like two of them were very stoppable, uh, yeah. but I think one of them might've taken a deflection off the defender and put Otero off. I'm not sure what happened on the third goal, but it was uh was it was it was not Javi's best night, but thankfully the offense uh, bailed him out. And that was a much needed win, especially after they lost at home to Philadelphia Union too.
1: Yeah, and we had talked about how they had, had- been doing well at home and struggling on the road. So, uh, to be able to flip that script after that home loss was important. And, uh, especially to, you know, have it be, I mean, gosh, when you're 3 1, if you can get back and, and tie, you feel pretty good. If you can win, uh, you feel better. And if you can actually get a, uh, two goal differential out of the match, well, that's just, that's just outstanding.
0: Yeah. This is a, a strange season for the team. But the team can score they just need, they have got good players defensively. It just, they just need to do better with control because if they could pass the ball better and not turn the ball over, they wouldn't be giving up odd man chances and they wouldn't be giving up so many goals, but they give up a ton of goals and they really need to stop doing that.
1: Very much so. But, uh, that's why it's the, uh, developmental team and not the senior team. Yeah. So if they want to be
0: up there with crown legacy at the end of the year, they need to play defense like crown legacy does. So, um, yep. Really drunk game, but OCB comes out on top and they will go to Huntsville on Sunday for their next match. So hopefully they'll carry on the scoring with them uh, down in Huntsville. I have to say it was fun to watch. <laughs> yes, so. it was. It was. It was entertaining as all get out, uh, yeah. but it was also frustrating to see the team fall behind by two goals when they were dominating the game.
1: That Yes, that was frustrating, but to, to then... Uh, have the four unanswered. Uh, that's that's where that fun part kicked in, and you know I'm very glad that I was watching it.
0: And for Jack Lynn to get a brace in a game that he really wasn't his best, most of it was insanity. Also,
1: yeah, yeah, good for him.
0: So good job by the young lions. It's always good to uh, to see them, you know, doing well, and uh, they certainly did in this one. I'm gonna check on the Golden Boot l- race, Dave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At- Atlanta United 2's Nick Firmino has ten goals to lead all of MLS. Next pro, Jack Lynn is one goal behind. Just,
1: Just another couple of uh, matches like that, and you know he can he can catch him.
0: Yeah, so a, a shot to uh, to get back in that Golden Boot race uh, at Huntsville. Anyway, Dave, let's move on to the. Uh, the uh, the Senior Lions, the uh, MLS team, because they're going to play Toronto FC on a day that we don't really like to play soccer. Um, Orlando City is 0-2-1 on 4th of
1: July. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Who did they play against in those matches, though? All right, so
0: they drew rail Salt Lake on the road in the 2015 on July 4th. They got crushed by FC Dallas on the road in a game that was Adrian Heath's last in 2016. And then just last year, they lost at home to Red Bulls or I'm sorry, DC, DC United.
1: Okay. I'm seeing a pattern there though. (sighs) Which is those are all American teams. Hmm. Okay. They're not playing an American team this time.
0: All right. So you're going to you're playing the America America card. America. And uh that's they're going to have they're going to have their work cut out for them because Toronto is not one on the road. They have not won in their last 6 games. This is a recipe for disaster for Orlando. This is the kind of thing where teams go, "Oh, everything is awful and we'll never be good again." Oh wait, we're going to Orlando next? Oh, never mind. We're fine.
1: Right. And yes, you're right. Historically, that's, the case. And, that's the case. And, you know, one might say, oh, well, gosh, uh, you know, also Orlando's coming off, uh, you know, uh, short rest. Well, so is Toronto mm-hmm. and Toronto has to travel.
0: That is true. They faced Rail Salt Lake at home on Saturday night and they will. Well, they will have flown as we record this today on Monday. They will have probably gotten in today uh, mm-hmm. for Tuesday's game. And, uh, yeah, so what we're looking at here is new manager, interim manager, I should say, as Bob Bradley has been let go and his top assistant went with him. That always seems to be the case. It's like, uh, we're not going to just fire you. We're also going to fire your right-hand man, even though maybe that guy could coach.
1: Uh, I think the exception is, uh, coach beard. Yeah, that could be. Uh, it's also fictional. Oh no, well, that's, yeah, true, but still.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, this uh, this is all about stopping the Italians. The Italians won the power struggle against Bob Bradley, uh, but uh, they, you know, they, Insigne, who mm-hmm. is actually questionable for this game, and Bernadeschi, they each have three goals to lead the team. They're also two of the top assist men on the team with uh, four and three. And so they're the guys that usually get in on the goal contributions when Toronto scores. Uh, Toronto is missing a lot of players. Uh, they have gotten, they they will have no Michael Bradley. Um, they will have no Jonathan Osorio. Osorio is on international duty. Michael Bradley is injured, lower body injury. Everybody for Toronto that's injured has a lower body injury, by the way. So it's that's the thing. Um very two years Johnson, ago in Orlando City. Sean Johnson is on international duty with the US. So they're missing some key guys and uh, this is a this is a game that Orlando City absolutely 100% has to win because in in they may not, but they really have to because Toronto's not at full strength. They're a little discombobulated. They've been poor all year. They're second to last in the East and they're on the road and I mean, there's no reason when you're get, getting a Raojo back and maybe Antonio Carlos is able to go this game, you know, nice rested. rested. Um,
1: I, I think you got to win this game. You absolutely have to win this game. Um, look, the Looking back, Orlando City only has, you know, one loss in their last one, two, three, four, five, 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 five nine, 10 games.
0: Yep. Yep. And uh, six straight at home without a loss, three wins, three draws at home. Um, They're, they feel that they're coming on. They feel confident. That's good. Hopefully that's not a, you know, a false confidence. Hopefully they're, they're really starting to click because they're going to, they're going to need to win this game. And so I'm going to go first with my key matchup because for me, the key matchup is Orlando city versus the first goal, get the first goal, put Toronto on their heels and go and punish them and put them away. Don't let them get confident in the game. Don't get, let them grow into the game and, and steal points uh, because they are one of the worst teams in the league. And even though they are, they didn't get the new coach bump right away, but they might get it in this game.
1: It's possible, but um, yeah, I don't know. You got a score prediction. Uh yeah, I'm going to let you give your key matchup first and then we'll talk about score prediction. All right. Well, in that case, um, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier. It's, it's defense versus the Italians. Um, It's in particular, um, you know, Kyle Smith, you know, uh, Toronto coming up the left side and him having to deal with it. I'm I'm pretty confident in uh, Cartagena and, and Araujo to do what they need to do. And of course um, uh, the center backs to do what they need to do. So uh, Smith is that, 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 Key link out there uh on the left side of uh Toronto's attack that he's he's got to make sure that he's he stays clean in this match. But um, you know, I I agree. I this is a game they have to win. So
0: all right. I am going to say uh hard fought 2-1 Orlando win.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad you went first because that was going to be my prediction we are so, brain sharers that's what we do evidently or things are just obvious one of the two maybe uh, yeah. it's a common story. Uh <laughs> it is um let's see you know what I'll be uh I'll, I'll do what I did last game because that's what you predicted last game so I'll say 1-0 win <laughs> and let's see if we can make that magic happen again Yes, because we have
0: all of the power,
1: all the power. All
0: right. Well, that's the good thing is before the end of the week, we'll come back, see how we did on our predictions. And uh, we'll break down the game, give all the highlights and lowlights. And hopefully there will be many more highlights than lowlights. Um, We will not have OCB between now and then. So we won't have them to talk about. So we'll come up with something for the first segment and we'll talk about Orlando city and we'll get ready for uh, the trip to rail salt Lake. We'll have a very quick show that we record Thursday night because on Friday, I am going to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina for the weekend. Oh, nice for you. Yeah. And and also we have to go quickly on Thursday because I've got a thing at nine o'clock. So you and I, we'll get our podcast done in 90 minutes or less. (laughs) I think we can manage it. Yes. Yes. I think so. All right, Dave, anything else uh, before we get on out of here?
1: Nah, I, well, actually uh, the only thing I'd say is if you haven't already go check out, uh, our other podcasts, uh, scope perp and Orlando pride podcast. Um, good stuff over there as well. If you like the format, what we do here, you'll get it except for the, uh, women's side and it's it's well worth a listen and maybe even uh maybe even subscribing yeah
0: and check out our buy me a coffee which is at buy me slash the mainland check out the three different levels of support and it, that is homegrown player tam player and designated player and you get different uh extra benefits for supporting us and helping us keep the lights on here at the mainland podcast and at the mainland.com We would appreciate your support very much, whether it's a one-time donation or whether it is a subscription either way. And if you do the subscription, I think you're going to like our newsletter that comes to you every Monday. And, um, you know, there's other little perks and fun stuff that we do. We had a, we had a watch party already. We're going to do those somewhat regularly. And, uh, you know, we've got things on the way that we're still kind of working on behind the scenes, but um, you know, there, there may be some swag giveaways from time to time. We may come into some tickets and that kind of thing. So it might be worthwhile to sign up and uh, and see what you get. You can also do things like sit in and listen to us podcast live when we do it and see all the mistakes that we make that don't make it into the actual show.
1: There's honestly not a lot. We usually just let the mistakes stay out there. That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Uh, at certain levels,
0: you can uh, you can commission a podcast about anything you want, and we will do a bonus episode on that topic.
1: It's all about you, baby. That's what we're saying.
0: Yeah. So there's there's opportunities to, to have some fun uh, and have some extra value. So uh, check it out. Buymeacoffee.com slash The Mainland. All right, Dave. Uh, we're going to get on out of here and uh, just wrap up episode 358. We invite you to read our stuff at TheMainland.com. Subscribe, rate, review, download this show every week. Follow Dave on Twitter at mainland Dave. If Twitter actually works, Uh, follow me at mainland Michael and follow the mainland at the mainland. Uh, Like us on Facebook. You can, you can find us there. Zuck is not, uh, might not, might not be the best, but Zuck has Facebook at least functional most of the time. So maybe he's better than Elon.
1: I think he's probably a better MMA fighter because he's had some training. Okay. That's a whole different topic yeah uh
0: so yeah so do all of that stuff and we will see you before the end of the week with a new episode so the only thing left for us to do is to say go city